Have you seen the new drinks website? I have been on there all day. It's pretty slick. I cannot stop clicking on wine. Amazing natural wine. I want all of the things. DRNKS.com. Put Harley Enthused at checkout for 10% off. Drink responsibly. Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome back to a travel spectacular. I mean, it's about time you spent all of this season traveling, and so did I. (laughs) Not as much as you, though. Bringing you the fruits of our frequent flyer points. Miles. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so this episode is dedicated to... LA and Tokyo. Delicious and fun. (laughs) Delicious and fun. Also only one flight away from Australia. Yeah, no layovers. No layovers. They're places Australians love to go. Yep. High frequency. High frequency. Often there are sales. Um, If you are from other parts of the world, well, if you're from LA, hello, I hope you enjoy this. Um, If you're from Tokyo, wow, there's like one of you. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like they're pretty good spots. Bit different from Santa Fe. Oh, I mean, Santa Fe, America. Second American place. Yeah. Well, well, it's a big country. It's fine. <laughs> if you go to Santa Fe, you can head to LA next. Yeah, do both. We've got five hot hits, five from LA, five from Tokyo, and what else do we have, Sophie? A really long pause. Um, well, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. We've been sitting in Soph's house uh, eating the Bon Appetit kimchi noodles and drinking wine literally from a bag for the last two hours. So things are fast and loose tonight and I forgot what else we have for you today. But we have in our newsletter, which you can sign up to at highlyenthused.substack.com, we will have some extra recommendations. Like in LA, I will be sending you to an amazing wine shop and a really great fish taco place. And in Tokyo, we have an amazing bookshop and design place. We've got the knife shop. And an incredible knife shop in our newsletter. So if you've been waiting for two seasons for knife recommendations in Tokyo, (laughs) your patience is finally paying off. Hit the newsletter for all the recs. But we've got some stuff for you here right now. Yeah. So are we starting with LA or Tokyo? I feel like we should start in LA because it was the most recent trip. True. I just got back. It's most fresh in your followers' minds. Yeah. Everyone who follows on uh, Instagram should be very across all of these recommendations, actually. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's some surprises in there. I didn't post everything on there. No, it's a a more in-depth look. Yes. Okay. We're going first. We are starting with the first place I went to in downtown LA. So I was a weirdo. And I used public transport while I was in L.A., much to the surprise of every person I know who lives in L.A. who seems to not realize they have public transport. So I caught a bus from the airport to the Union Station, put my stuff in a locker there, and then I caught the metro to downtown L.A. and walked straight to Central Market, which is genuinely amazing. And I, I like, heard about it from people when I said I was going to L.A. They recommended it. You recommended some places in there. But it, like, wasn't a place I'd ever heard of. It wasn't a place that I feel like exists in the imagination of people when they think of LA. And it was so great. So it's kind of like a glorified food court in some ways. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a produce market. No, but there are some places that like little Mexican kind of grocers that sell like certain like, you know, dried legumes, my favorite, we all know. <laughs> and um, like but spices and little sort of dry goods. Mm. So there's a couple of those kind of stalls. And there's also there's Egg Slut, which is like a kind of brunchy place, but it's a takeaway spot. There's a huge line for it. And people in LA love a line. Yeah. Like love a line. 
and I really couldn't be bothered to line up. But I've heard it's good, so sorry guys if you told me to go to Exlight, I'm not gonna line up. Just that name, I just can't get I, okay. I can't get on board with it. No, it's a weird name. It looked fine. But I, anyway, that's not why you go. You go because I literally got an agua fresca, which is like one of my favorite things in the world. These like Mexican fruit drinks, like a watermelon one with chili, the size of my head for <laughs> four American dollars. Let's not translate it into Australian dollars. Drank that, wandered around, looked at the billion different places to get tacos and strange Thai food and donuts. And I think it was a really nice mix of newer places and more old school traditional places. Yeah. That's what I really like. Heaps of neon. LA is the city of neon and the market is a visual wonderland. And then a place that you you recommended me which is GNB coffee which is sort of in the back half of the market I was desperately in need of caffeine at this point because I didn't sleep on the flight and I arrived at 6 a.m so it was so early went and sat at the counter there paid an amount of money in Australian dollars that I still don't want to think about for a coffee because <laughs> the dollar was so bad but I literally just sat at that counter and people watched for 45 minutes which was glorious the waffles there are I very good. Watch them getting made. And if I hadn't already made plans for what I was going to eat for breakfast, I would have definitely done that. But I got like this really delicious pastry from this little bakery in there. Um, and then I actually ended up going back later in the week and I got a kind of like randomly just wandered around until something struck my fancy and I got a pupusa. Pupusa? Pupusa is such a fun <laughs> word to say. <laughs> <laughs> so great, but it's an El Salvadorian kind of street food and it's almost like a corn pancake and it's like stuffed stuffed with delicious fillings. Mm. I guess an arepa is kind of mm. similar but very diff- a bit different texture, different thing. Really great, so delicious. Just on a whim because it's not the sort of thing you see in Sydney. Um, so that is the central market. It is great. I think you should, if you go to downtown LA, which is a kind of odd place, especially I was there on a weekend and there was no one there. There's really cool stuff down there though. Super I stayed cool at the Ace Hotel. Yeah. So, yeah, the Ace in downtown and it was awesome. I just sort of feel like no one's gotten the memo that that's the sort of area that should gentrify rapidly. <laughs> like every other city in the world. Well, it feels that like the or- CBD a bit. Yeah, I know, but I just feel like it's going to turn at any moment. Mm. There seems to be lots of like crazy old loft spaces. Mm. There was like weird sample sales and then awesome bookshops. And then it was just a, a weird location, but I really loved it. So that's Central Market, downtown LA, worth dropping in, eating everything, go hungry. My second one, another example of Los Angeles people liking to line up. This is Elio's Woodfire Pizza on Sunset Boulevard in Silver Lake. It's literally a pop-up wood-fired pizza place in a liquor store parking lot. The wood-fired pizza sits on the back of a ute. <laughs> and they have a fire in it, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, they have a fire in it. They pull up and set up shop. They set up at like 4 o'clock. They open at 6. Every I walked, day? Yeah. I walked past at 4, saw them setting up. A friend had told me about it and was like, it's just on this part of the street. And I walked past on my second day and like saw them setting up. And I was like, when do you open? Like 6 o'clock. So I came back at like 6.10. There was a line. Always a line. Wow. And it's really chill. It's literally this sort of market stall, the ute, a couple of picnic tables. You can go and buy booze at the liquor store, like drink it there. The cheese pizza is $10, like a classic margarita. And then it's a dollar per topping after that. So they have, you know, like sausage and onion and like all sorts of other things you can throw on. I just went with the cheese pizza because I was like, I'm going to be eating a whole pizza by myself. <laughs> this is the problem with traveling alone. You're like, I don't really need to add extras on that one. <laughs> also, again, the dollar. It was also and half the fun is just the experience of it it's super local it doesn't really feel there's many other tourists there chat to people it was just a really random fun thing to do and the pizza was great 
like a really classic chewy crust and they have all the tables have parmesan and chili oil and chili flakes i like the addition of that dried parmesan on a pizza love the dry because you get that funkiness to yeah. it that you don't get with the mozzarella mm. so you get that with sour cheesy flavor of the mozzarella and I the sweet that. sourness of the tomatoes and then the parmesan on top yeah you just... don't see it anywhere except the states yeah it's really an american thing the chili is great as well it was great it was just really delicious and i ate the entire thing with absolutely no problems <laughs> how long did you wait in line for Oh, like 15 minutes? It wasn't that long. They do sell out pretty quickly, apparently. It's a place that sells out every night. Well, because they only make a certain amount because they're in a parking lot. (laughs) Okay, number third. Number third. (laughs) Number three. This is actually a listener recommendation from when I asked for recommendations. Yay, you got so many good ones. I know, and this was, I had a massage at the Now in Silver Lake. So this is a little mini chain of massage places like around LA. There's a few different places. I should caveat right now, pretty much all my recommendations are for East LA. I basically didn't leave Los Feliz, Silver Lake, and Echo Park. I just like stayed in the one neighborhood. Anyway, so I, again, I was wandering down Sunset Boulevard and I saw it and was like, oh my God, the listener recommended it. Went in, chatted with the ladies, booked a massage for later in the week. I did it on a whim and I looked at the prices and I was like, ugh. So I just booked 25 minutes, which is a rookie move. Should not have done that. I should have booked 90 minutes. It was transformative. So I think the whole concept behind the now is it's designed to be like a lower price point and you go in more regularly so you, you can sign up for like a monthly subscription and get a certain number of massages a month oh that's cool so that's why they do the, the shorter ones and they it's like 25 55 and 85 i think were the times that you could pick so I literally went in for 25 minutes. You all kind of mill around because most people sort of arrive for the next session. It's all timed. Mm. And then you go in and there's this like long row in this dark room of really wide. It's all kind of like fabric separators, but it feels very private. You walk into this cubicle. Like I'm really not selling it. It's way nicer than it sounds, <laughs> but it's sort of designed to get lots of people in. And it had this soundtrack, which When I describe it, it sounds so cheesy. It was just a very whooshing waves of the shore break coming in. But it was really loud and it was really good. And within two, three minutes of lying down, I was not in my own body. I had (laughs) floated off somewhere else. I was so sore after the flight and the massage therapist just worked all these kinks out in 25 minutes. I literally walked out feeling high and 10 centimeters taller than I had going in. It was amazing. I was like 30% tip, give him all my money. It was incredible. So that's the now. I was told to get the CBD massage oil as an extra, but they for some reason they weren't doing that at Damn, I, I so want to hear what that would be like. I'm, I tried one of those, a CBD drink, and I don't know if it did anything. Yeah. I was like, I feel relaxed, but I'm on holiday. You're probably like hyper aware of it as well. Like what is it doing? What is it doing? Yeah. Well, it also just tasted kind of gross. But anyway, so I didn't get to do the CBD massage oil as recommended, but the now for a massage... I considered going back. I was like, could I do another one before I leave? I'm but just not a massage person. This was a very good massage. I think I've just been scarred. Like I had this massage in Vietnam one time. And yeah, it's not like they that. massaged my stomach. And I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to Al me. Al once recommended I go to this Thai massage place. That was the most confronting massage experience <laughs> I have ever had. At one point, I'm sitting upright and she's like wrapped around me, like pulling my. I was horrible. I walked out of it sore than I walked in. Yeah. The next day, I felt better, but I was that was horrible. And I hate massages. I'm never doing it again. I this was nothing like this. This was genuinely <laughs> relaxing, an out of body experience. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're really rambling tonight. But that was the now. 
in Silver Lake, but they've got places all over LA. We'll blink to it. It's worth a little holiday treat, especially if you've just flown from a far place. It really helps. Okay, so number four, I couldn't go to LA and not recommend tacos because I think every second meal, maybe two out of three meals that I had there were tacos. Pizza tacos, pizza tacos. Mostly tacos, to be honest. <laughs> it was mostly tacos and squirrel. And I'm going to be honest, it's not an official recommendation because the entire internet will tell you to go there, but it really was worth going to. Squirrel? It was so good. Yeah, it's great. It was really good. Anyway, it's just very Sydney. You I could eat that at Bread Circuit. Maybe. I thought it was excellent. <laughs> that was a really good cookie and a really great coffee. Anyway, not officially a recommendation. That's a bonus. So my recommendation is this little tiny spot in again Los Feliz next to a parking lot as everything is it's called Yuca and I had the Conchita Pibil taco mm. so Conchita Pibil is a traditional Mexican slow roasted pork dish and it's from the Yucatan Peninsula which is kind of like the tail part of Mexico yep that kind of like loops around and this place is also famous for its burritos but I find burritos too much yeah they're just a huge commitment I always get a kid size one because that's all I can do it's just a lot it's like dense it's a lot of food and I literally ran from a bus to get here because I'd been up at Griffith Observatory looking at the sunset and then I was like what do I feel like doing for dinner it was still early I looked at my phone and I was looking at places I was like oh I want to go to that place shit it's 5 35 and they close at six and I was like I'm gonna make it and I ran (laughs) and I got there with like seven minutes to spare ordered two tacos just shoveled them into my mouth (laughs) as fast as possible and they were amazing so I really recommend them and like three or four dollars a taco like so good and it's yeah it's tiny they close at 6 p.m so it's more a daytime spot than a nighttime spot what the hell a lot of the taco places are like that they're all day spots and then they Mm. close but it was amazing so I wolfed them down and then I went to a grocery store and bought that weird CBD drink to see if it helped with digestion and it really didn't (laughs) so I cannot recommend CBD drinks can recommend Conchita Pibil tacos delicious amazing and so my final recommendation is I have a confession I got taken on a date when I was in LA yeah you did and it was by a gentleman that I met in line for the pizza at that pop-up <laughs> in Silver Lake. Um, anyway, so he took me to this classic location. It's called the Dresden. It is, like, I think it's been running since the 50s. It's technically a restaurant, but you go because it's a bar and there's this old couple. They weren't actually playing the night I was there, which was a shame. There was like some open mic night that was kind of weird. But there's this old couple called Marty and Elaine who do this show with like a piano and a band and they like patter and it's like a whole thing. But you go there for martinis. So some of the best martinis I've had. Just super delicious. Vodka or gin? Gin. You know I like a gin martini. Mm -hmm. Just a classic gin. I got it with a twist, obviously, the superior choice. He ordered it with olives, regretted his olive choice, and had a second one and had it with with a twist. I think he regretted an olive. He regretted the olives. (laughs) I mean, I ate one of the olives. I was glad he had the olives. Didn't want it in my martini, but I wanted to eat one. So, yeah, so that's my five. So we've got a market, some pizza, a massage, a taco, and a martini. I feel like that's a perfect day right there. Exactly. I completely agree. So, do you have any LA recommendations you want to throw in? Yeah, we have a couple of bonus ones from my last time in LA, which was a little while ago now. But one of my favorite shops is on Lincoln Boulevard in Venice, General Store. Mm, I went there like when I went to LA for 12 hours five years ago, I think it was. There's this little patch of Lincoln Boulevard where there's all this Australian stuff. Like there's basic, (laughs) there's just a couple of stores that are Australian brands. And Australia. (laughs) Yeah. And. General store isn't Australian, but it's it's literally like 
looking into the lives of all those LA Byron Bay mum surfer people. <laughs> yeah, it's a very similar energy. <laughs> yeah, it's very perfect. And color palette. And linen-y and, to be honest, like, amazing. Like, this store is incredible. It's homewares. I'm just going to rattle off kind of things you can find in there. Some beautiful pillows, some jam from Squirrel, highly curated vintage, mm-hmm. a whole wall of vintage Levi's. Mm-hmm. Just are you even an LA woman if you don't have vintage Levi's? Well, no, I mean, no, obviously. they kick you out. Incense, moon calendars, <laughs> like, very cool cookbooks. I mean, moon calendars, what else do you need? I mean, I'm going to buy you a moon calendar. I feel right. like you'd love that. I would love I, I, I mock the things I love, Sophie. I mock the things I love. Wealthy hippie Sophie would love a moon calendar. I know. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a bit foody and just beautiful things that you would never really would buy yourself. Mm. So it's really good place for gifts. Yeah. And it's just stunning. There's this giant tree in there that overhangs half of the shop. It's so beautiful. Oh, really good selection of jewelry as well. Yeah. Really fine gold things near the yeah. cash register. Just when you're spending all your money, you need to spend a little bit more on something pretty. <laughs> so that's General Store, Lincoln Boulevard in Venice. And my second one is John and Vinny's on Fairfax in West Hollywood. A lot of people told me to go there and it was just too far. Yeah. <laughs> From my tiny little East LA enclave, I didn't leave. West Hollywood's so good. I love it. If I lived in LA, I would definitely attempt to weasel my way into that neighborhood and live there. <laughs> but it's just so great. So there's a really long bar. There's only a few tables down the back. It's a little bit hard to get a booking, but I have faith in you. You can do it, followers, listeners, friends. They have this pizza there called the LA Woman. Uh-huh. Which I love. Burrata, tomato, basil, olive, and sea salt. So the only difference between that and a margarita that it's burrata. Well, yeah. I mean, I like it. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like, I the margarita is one of my, fa- I always order margarita. Mm. Like, it's great. As long as you have really good tomatoes, really good cheese, and really good basil, and good olive oil, and good sea salt, actually. Like, you cannot. And dough. <laughs> as long as every single thing is perfect, it's delicious. <laughs> Strange. I don't know why, but. Well, the dough is. is like, yeah, like. Yeah, it's fine. But the tomato <laughs> and everything comes together so well. Burrata is better than mozzarella. It's okay. good. It's a little bit wet sometimes. But anyway, they have spaghetti limone, your fave. Oh, I mean, truly. They also have this pizza called the White Lightning with <laughs> two types of cheese. Mozzarella Look, ricotta. you know what you love. You know what you love. And I love you for it. <laughs> Garlic, onion, oregano, and pickled jalapeno. Okay, yeah, I fucking love pickled jalapeno. So good. So that is John and Vinny's on Fairfax in Hollywood. Seriously delicious. Okay, well, that's LA. There'll be five more recommendations in the newsletter, so sign up if you're a sucker who hasn't done it yet. Suckers! Highlyenthused.substack.com. What have you been doing with your life? All the good stuff's there. Are we taking a break now? We're going to take a quick break before we move on to Tokyo. Back in a second. Soph, tell me, what does great gelato start with? I mean, not skim milk. Insanely creamy, full-fat jersey milk. And Gelato Messina aren't just sourcing fabulous milk, they're actually making their own for all their gelato. They have a herd of 450 beautiful Jersey cows which live on Messina's very own farm in Namurka in Victoria and they're milked just once a day to produce up to 2,000 litres of the good stuff. You can now buy bottles of this rich, luscious milk at Gelato Messina stores in Sydney and Melbourne and trust me on this, your morning latte will never taste the same. Mention Highly Enthused to the Messina staff in-store in Sydney and Melbourne from now until December 31st and you will get your first litre bottle of Messina milk for half price and you can thank us later. Thank you very much for your support, Gelato Messina. And we are back and we are off to Tokyo. Yay! Okay, we're heading to the capital of 
of Japan, friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you were unaware of where Tokyo was, <laughs> now you know. Definitely got that part out. <laughs> we're heading to Tokyo. There's so much delicious stuff here. Honestly, you cannot squeeze Tokyo into any one trip. You need to go back at least five times. You definitely can't squeeze it into five recommendations. I know. You could do five ramen of this particular type top list like there's so much there it's just so dense a city well i've saved ramen for the newsletter okay so you're gonna have to sign up at highlyenthused.substack.com to get that hard tip have you heard that url enough yet you can do it three (laughs) more times (laughs) okay my first recommendation for tokyo is well oops i'm doing two in one oh my god you're so sneaky i could have done that but it's fine it's fine fine. you're (laughs) gonna be fine (laughs) I guess I'll go. Continue. <laughs> They're two natural wine bars with very French vibes, both of them. They're both within walking distance of each other, and that's why I've snuck them both into the same <laughs> recommendation. So it's one bar crawl, two exactly. wine bars. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is called a Hero Store. Every time I've tried to go to this bar, like the first trip I couldn't I couldn't get in. Like it was either closed because it was a public holiday or there was such a big line that we just couldn't get in. Next trip, I waited one night, couldn't get in again. And then the second night I waited so long. I was like, I'm not fucking leaving this line until I get into this bar. God damn it. And I was by myself and I finally got in and it was so good. So it was just a crammed with people, tiny, tiny little spot in Shibuya. Awesome, awesome selection of all the stuff we know and love in Australia and from France and Italy and all delicious things. I had, I ordered this terrine. I was like, yeah, I'll get a little bit of terrine. This like massive slab of terrain came out for one i was like hmm (laughs) your first or third dinner of the night it was so much but it was so good these little like fried seaweed dumplings which was so delicious really interesting food really fun crowd it's actually stand up for the most of it at the bar so i just kind of like stood there and ate my food and drank my wine and then there's a couple little barrel tables around but really good tunes just excellent excellent vibe in there so just down the road is le cabaret which i like to think of as kind of like the 10 william frat paz of tokyo another kind of french bar we we sat on the pavement and just had a couple bowls of red and a few plates of creme caramel to end the night off which is so decadent and delicious but it's got these really beautiful low hanging soft pendant lights mirrors everywhere you feel like you're in paris this is mashed between paris and tokyo and sydney and all the places that you love it's so good i just think the thing i was most surprised about in tokyo when i went there is how much amazing french and italian food there is there yeah and then my colleague because I was there for work once was like well all the chefs go to Italy and France to train and then they come back and they like reinterpret the food for a Japanese palate so it's just so good so good there's this attention to detail in Japan that the French and the Italians have in common that there's actually a weird affinity between Mm. them even if you wouldn't have thought there would be yeah it's amazing yeah and there's just just, there aren't many places in Tokyo when actually you can sit on the street Mm. and drink at a table like you can in Sydney or in France and this is one of the places where it's such an amazing thoroughfare through Shibuya and the mm. people watching is just insane. So definitely recommend those, a hero store and Le Cabaret in Tokyo and Shibuya. Okay, the second one was recommended to us when we were there for my sister's 30th by a good family friend who is Japanese. And he sent us so many great recommendations, but this was one that was a real standout. It's called Sushi Shinki. And it's in a little area called Minato City, which is a little bit out of kind of the main well-worn <laughs> spots of tourists in Tokyo. 
So I had just an afternoon to myself. A friend who was also traveling alone met me there to go on a random adventure. To be honest, it was so nondescript. We walked past it like five times, has to ask directions, like ask all these locals where to find it. Classic Tokyo experience. (laughs) Oh, it's so hard. But it was this just this little sushi bar. And there are so many incredible sushi bars in Tokyo. Like you cannot fall over without finding one. But that's almost a bit too overwhelming. You just need a really good recommendation. Yeah. You can pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for high-end sushi. Yeah. Sushi Shinki is kind of that experience of that beautiful counter service with the chef making each piece of sushi by hand and then handing it to you one at a time but it's not expensive Mm. it's like you know including drinks and a couple of extra things off the menu it was like 80 bucks I had for a really beautiful lunch that's amazing because Tokyo is a place you can spend as much money as you want yeah you want to spend that hundreds thousands of dollars on a meal you can do it but you can also if you have a recommendation eat so well yeah not that much it was absolutely delicious everything was so pristine and perfect and not just sushi there was this savory egg custard that was like baked into the bowl with a little bit of broth on the top. And I know it has a traditional Japanese name, but I can't remember what it is. But I could have eaten a bowl as big as my head and disgusted. <laughs> like it was so good. Amazing. Really good, like torched prawns. The delicious piece of sushi that's just got the fat bubbles of roe on top. Mm. Just pristine food. And just really not fancy. It was yeah. really simple and I'd love to eat there again. That was really good. Sushi Shinki in Minato City. Okay, my third recommendation was something that I found in this really great book, which if if you're going to Tokyo, you should definitely seek out. It's Luke Burgess and Michael Ryan's book called Only in Tokyo. So Michael is a writer and Luke is an incredibly talented photographer. And they've just created this guide that has all these tiny little spots that are a little bit off the, the track and the photos are just so atmospheric and little vignettes of these places. They're yeah. not like those like top-down food photos they're just I don't know they give you a sense of the place and he recommended a little donut shop called Harrits Harrits Donut and Coffee in Yoyogi which is quite close to where we were staying we stayed around the Yoyogi area in an Airbnb which I'll also link to in the newsletter but it's this tiny little donut shop that seats only around 10 people and it's kind of been carved out of the first floor of a little Japanese home so it's really small it's kind of this wooden interior with a tiny counter at the front and really good coffee and they're all handmade and just so perfectly wrapped in like little paper wrapping the most delicious flavors like this bright green matcha donut filled with a sweet matcha paste and little nubs of white chocolate oh yum I didn't even like donuts and that sounds great (laughs) oh it's like a sesame honey flavor and then these also little cube like scones with like little nubs of chocolate and raisins and it was just heavenly like we went there a few times while we were staying in that Airbnb and it was just so nice a really cute little quiet spot (laughs) the pastries in Tokyo I know Oh, they nail it. They nail it. Yeah. So that is Harrods Donuts and Coffee. Okay, the fourth recommendation is Yakitori. Of course. We went to Tokyo on a work trip a couple of years ago and our client took us to this restaurant called Fuku Yakitori in the same area as Harrods, actually Yoyogi Uhara. So Yakitori is just chicken. Like it's all chicken over charcoal. It's one of those great places, like I guess like the sushi place where you sit around the counter and they're just grilling in front of you. Smoke's going everywhere. It smells so so fragrant. Yeah, it's insane. You can smell a Yakitori place down the street and it's like, oh, I want to be eating that. I need to get there. It's so good. 
So again, you walk past this, you would absolutely miss it. There's no sign. It's just a little um, hanging piece of fabric in the door, a massive wall, like no windows. You literally walk past it and you miss it. And it's really kind of glam and dark and moody inside. You've just got this smoke rising up. Everyone's drinking whiskey highballs. The best drink. (laughs) The best drink. And you order from the yakitori menu and they kind of grill it in front of you and hand you one by one like they do at the sushi place. The tsukune, which are those like chicken meatballs, like super juicy. Yeah, with the egg. Thighs with leek. Oh, it's just so good. (laughs) We just ate and now I really want yakitori. (laughs) I know. You gotta leave like smelling like smoke but in the best way possible. Yeah, just like grilled chicken forever. (laughs) Grilled chicken forever. And call back to that recommendation we made a while back, Yurupi in Crow's Nest. Also excellent. Really good yakitori not quite as like smoky because of like australian ohs standards mm. but smells amazing and the food is delicious so good but if you're in tokyo fuku yakitori in yoyogi uhara so good very good date place if you happen to run into someone in line somewhere oh, <laughs> get taken for a date shut up <laughs> Okay. Oh, I've opened a can of worms there. I have opened a can of worms. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so the final recommendation for Tokyo is, I think you might remember a few episodes ago where I talked about, actually it was in season one, Shishimi Togarashi. You remember? Yeah, I remember. I was there. <laughs> I was listening. I remember everything you recommend. It's that chili powder that you can put on rice or like noodles or anything like that. Avocado so, toast. Avocado toast. Everything. Anything. I've since discovered that that one that you can buy here commercially is shit. (laughs) As I was told by... Sorry, everyone. Everyone. Don't buy that anymore. When I was there, we went on this food tour with this guy. Um, It was like a private tour. It was actually really good. I'll I'll put the link in the newsletter for you guys because if you, I don't know, just want to kind of go out one night with a group of mates, this, this tour was actually really fun. And he recommended the place where Shishimi Togarashi was actually founded oh wow by this company called Yagenbori. it was started in 1625 which i almost like cannot wrap my head around had japan even opened its borders at that point i, I don't think know it had no it was closed but they'd created this delicious chili powder didn't need to open their borders they had everything you need is that the end of the line you sit on this train for 45 minutes i had a whole day to kill and i was like well i guess i'm traveling to the end of the line to get chili powder <laughs> if that's what i'm doing today you have your priorities in order is what you're telling me <laughs> And it's in Asakusa, so it's far if you're staying in, like, Yuyogi, where I was. Oh, I stayed in Asakusa. As- Asakusa, actually, is how it's is it? Yeah, Asakusa. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I Asakusa. stayed there the first time I went. Surprisingly nice part of town to stay in. There's a really good hostel. There. Oh, there's heaps going yeah. on. So in this shop, you walk in and they hand mix this seven spice for you. So I'm just going to remind you what's in it. Red pepper, sesame seeds, poppy seeds, hemp seeds, nori, so, like, dried seaweed, Sancho, which is a Japanese really fragrant pepper and orange peel. It is the most delicious combination. And so they've got the seven little buckets and they're like, do you want it more spicy? Do you want more of this, more of this? And they hand mix it for you, put it in a little packet and then like vacuum seal it for you to take home. That's the packet you got for me, right? Yeah. I don't know if that should have come through customs, but it did. No, it's fine. Oh, okay, good. I asked him when the guy recommended, I was like, but what if I spent all this money and I can't get it through? He's like, no, nah, it's fine. It's like dried. I'm like, okay, great. It's very good. I can highly recommend. It is 50 times better than the stuff you can get in the supermarket here. I feel like the stuff here is actually just chili powder now. <laughs> like there's none of that other stuff. 
If you're going to Tokyo and you want to bring back something a bit special, I think it's a really nice gift. Oh yeah, so good. So that is Yagenbori Metro Shop in Asa... Asakusa. Asakusa. I only learnt it because I kept saying it wrong and then getting confused on the metro when they'd announce it. I was like, when am I getting off? And I was like, oh, it's not Asakusa, it's Asakusa. I think I just used to dine at a Japanese restaurant called Asakusa in, in college and like I just can't Oh yeah, there was one head. on King Street. Yes. Yeah. It, we were saying it wrong then too. <laughs> do you have any bonus recs for this? I do. I have two recommendations and they're also not super close to the center. They're kind of, but then they're not super far. Like from Shinjuku, it's just like one train, couple of stops. But we got recommended. So Al and I went there in 2015 and like May. And then I actually ended up going back again in August of that year for work. So got to like double up on my Tokyo time, which was really fun. And Al loved vintage shopping. And so we, he kind of discovered that there was this whole neighborhood that's kind of a student neighborhood yes. called Koenji. I went there. Yeah. And so one benefit of the vintage shopping in Tokyo is they're obsessed with Americana. So they do a lot of vintage sourcing in America, which means the sizes fit you. <laughs> so if you're in Japan and you're like worried, I mean, I think it's a bit of a myth. I think actually the clothing in Japan is not too bad, especially if you shop at the main kind of labels. The sizing is like way more regular for Western bodies but it's literally an entire neighborhood filled with vintage. Yeah. Like every street has like 10 and most of them will have a little map within it that you can then pick up and then go and pop around. There's like stores that purely have army surplus. So just a whole store of khaki jackets and worker jackets and Henleys and thermals and things that are all like dead stock American vintage army stuff. There's an entire shop that just has Burberry trench coats. There's a shop that just has Ralph Lauren button downs. There's one that just has women's Ralph Lauren and the luggage. Like it's so special. Specialized. And then there's just a whole row of just your kind of more classic sort of thrift stores, which is just like rummage ones. There's ones that are themed around like 80s. It is vintage heaven. We spent a whole day there. We actually ended up missing. We bought tickets to sumo wrestling, got the date wrong, and we'd spent the whole day at Koenji. And then we realized the next day that we had... We'd missed our super oh, no. wrestling, but it was worth it because we got amazing stuff. So that's my first one. So it's just you catch the train to Koenji. You, if you Google it, there's a lot of online guides to different shows you can get to. There's one called Safari, which is a really good starting point, and they always have their maps in there. So I'll link to that. But it's a great neighborhood to explore. There's also they have that classic thing where the underpass under the train station is full of really cool little mm. bars and restaurants and yakitori places, and it's like got some apparently got a really great live music scene so i guess this recommendation is for the neighborhood of koenji with a focus on the vintage shopping and the second one i have is i think another stop or two stops further on the same train line there's a neighborhood called kichioji it's a little bit fancier than koenji it does have vintage shops but they tend to be more high-end consignment but the thing i'm recommending here is actually in okashira park so this is where the studio ghibli museum is oh yeah i didn't go to the Studio Ghibli Museum. I didn't make the connection at the time, but the park itself, if you're in Tokyo in summer on a weekend, everyone is there because it's like a green space that there can be in. There is a lake with swan paddle boats that I highly <laughs> recommend you renting and paddling around and getting a good photo of. But literally there's like buskers everywhere performing. There's people with their dogs and trolleys pushing them around. There's all these adorable kids running around. There's little kiosks where you can get beer and ice cream and just kind of like wander around with it. It's just like this magical little slice of life. It kind of gives you a sense of being really in the place where people live, not just where people are tourists. It's amazing. So that's in Okashira Park. I recommend going on a weekend or a beautiful day in the afternoon. I recommend a swan paddle boat. It's a great chaos to get a nice cold beer to wander around with. 
It's Perfect. magical. Well, what a magical adventure we've just been on. It has been. Two great locations. Really got a bit of everything for everyone. We hope you're traveling somewhere delicious this summer, dear listeners. Or winter, if that's what you're dealing with. Yep. Dealing with. <laughs> I mean, we're all dealing with something. <laughs> Please tell us where you're traveling and all your tips. If you have tips for Tokyo or LA, we'd love to hear more of them. Thank you very much to Drinks for sponsoring this episode. And to Messina as well for sponsoring this episode. Please go to drnks.com, enter Highland Foods at checkout for 10% off and check out their beautiful new website. And if you have a Messina nearby, we highly recommend going in before the end of December and picking up a litre of milk for half price. Mention Highly Enthused at the time. It is so worth checking out. It is delicious. Yum! And they're pretty much like the happiest cows, I feel. <laughs> they're just like happy little cows having a great time. I love cows. <laughs> and I love happy cows. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, guys, check us out on Instagram. You know the drill. Highly enthused. Uh, you should definitely be signing up to our newsletter. I don't know why we're pushing it so hard this episode, but we're really invested. I do a lot. It takes a long time, guys. You better appreciate it. <laughs> I very much appreciate it. I know you do, but I just want to make sure they do. A lot of typing. We'd also like to take this opportunity to please remind everyone if you feel the need to rate and review us on itunes feel free go in there it actually makes a really big difference and we love reading your reviews and seeing all your five stars yeah because that's the only option (laughs) so thank you very much to everyone who has done and who will do that in future (laughs) we'll see you next week for our season finale i know are you ready i'm not ready it's gonna be great though yeah okay we'll see you later Bye. bye